This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, September 3rd. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, housing and candidates and school boards, oh my! Meadows Trail closed in property dispute. Democrats hope to beat Bobert at the ballot box. And a mountain weather forecast. Telluride's ballot this November will be chock full. Six candidates are vying for four open seats on Telluride Town Council. Kristen Joy Coleman, Mark Hebert, Geneva Shawnette, Meehan Fee, Dan Enright, and Jesse Ray Arguez are all on the ballot. Current Town Council member Tom Watkinson is not seeking re-election, and Council member Todd Brown is termed out. The elected council members will join Mayor Delaney Young and council members Adrian Christie and Lars Carlson to complete Telluride's town council. In addition to council seats, voters will also decide on five ballot measures. Question 2A asks voters if Telluride should opt out of the county lodging tax and implement a 2% lodging tax of its own to be used for funding activities related to tourism or marketing, managing the effects of tourism on the community and its natural resources, or for other town purposes. Questions 2B and 2C look to amend the Telluride Home Rule Charter by cleaning up language and moving several sections of the charter to the Telluride Municipal Code. Question 2D asks voters if the town should increase business license fees on short-term rental units with the funds dedicated to affordable housing and place a moratorium on new short-term rental licenses for two years. Finally, question 300 is a citizen initiative asking voters to cap the number of short-term rental licenses in Telluride to 400 per year, with an exception for those who rent out their primary residence. Voters will also get to choose a town meeting moderator. That race is uncontested, with Daniel Zemke the only candidate on the ballot. In Norwood, voters will get to decide on two ballot measures. 2E asks voters to allow the town of Norwood to adjust its mill levy annually to offset revenue reductions caused by state-imposed changes to property taxes. Question 6A comes from the Lone Cone Library and asks voters to freeze the current assessment rates to stabilize revenue for the library. The library is not asking to increase its mill levy. But school board elections for the Telluride R1 School District and the Norwood School District have both been canceled this year, as there is an equal number of candidates to positions in each district. Colorado voters will also weigh in on three statewide ballot questions this November. Amendment 78 would give state lawmakers more control over how the governor and other state agencies spend hundreds of millions of dollars on things like disaster recovery and road work. Supporters say regulating that money, which is spent outside of the legislature's budgeting process, will make the government more accountable and transparent. Proposition 119 would add a 5% tax on retail marijuana sales to pay for grade school tutoring programs. Proposition 120 would cut property tax rates. The 2021 general election will take place on November 2, 2021. Ballots will be mailed to voters starting in mid-October. A section of the Meadows Trail in Mountain Village is closed due to a land dispute regarding public access along a portion of the trail. Earlier this week, um, 
owners of lot 651 published a editorial in the daily planet in which they indicated that the trail at least the portion of the trail that runs across their property uh, would be closed not knowing exactly how that closure would occur um, or what it would look like in terms of barriers the town decided in the interest of public safety to close a wider section of trail in order to avoid any sort of harm or accident uh, suffered by the public. That's Mountain Village Town Attorney Paul Weiser. The closure extends from Coyote Court to the cul-de-sac at the end of Lawson Overlook. Trail users are advised to use Lawson Overlook and Adams Ranch Road as a detour. However, the portion of trail actually up for debate sits on a lot of land just past the turnoff from Adams Ranch Road to Lawson Overlook. Frank and Ruth Henson own the land. They bought it in 2018 with the intent to build three units on the property. One of these units is going to be our permanent home. Presently, we're renting. We've lived in deed-restricted housing in the meadows for the past 20 years. We're not greedy, rich second homeowners. We're trying to put a home together that we can retire in. The issue... A piece of the Meadows Trail sits on the lot. According to Frank Henson, where the trail sits now is essentially where the driveway for the development needs to go. Because it's got a steep slope coming off Lawson Overlook onto the lot. So we have to work from the lowest point in that slope to get the driveway in. Henson says he doesn't want to see the trail on the driveway due to safety concerns. We are trying to eliminate a problem that's going to arise in the future of backing out of garages onto a trail with bike riders that are flying down the trail and somebody is going to get hurt if not killed. Henson's suggestion for the trail is to move it 20 to 40 feet from where it sits now with a 200-foot portion popping up onto Lawson Overlook before connecting back to the original trail. Henson shared his proposal with Mountain Village Town Council at its meeting in July. However, council decided to table the development plan until the Hensons proposed an option that does not require the trail to move. In a news release, Mountain Village's acting senior planner John Miller says, quote, The town and council felt that moving the trail would diminish the quality of the experience on that trail. The town says staff has worked with the Hensons to identify a development plan that would not require the trail to move. And according to attorney Weiser, the town has an easement which allows the public trail to sit on the private land. The trail uh, is a public trail that runs across private property, but permissibly runs through private property uh, pursuant to an easement. Weiser says the public shouldn't be required to move a beloved and well-used trail. But Henson doesn't believe the town has a valid easement on the property. Following the July meeting, he says the only option they saw was to threaten to close the portion of the trail on the property. We have never wanted to close the Meadows Trail. We use it on a weekly basis ourselves for uh, recreational riding. So it's not our goal to close the trail. Our goal is to locate it out of the way of our access driveway into the lot so that you have a safe environment for the cyclists and the residents in this area. Mountain Village Town Council will hold a special meeting on Saturday at 9 a.m. to discuss the closure. There will be time for public comment, an executive session, with potential action from Town Council to follow.
The 2022 midterm elections are still over a year away, but Democrats in Colorado's 3rd Congressional District are already talking to voters in the hope of ousting Republican Representative Lauren Boebert. Several of the candidates running for the seat were in Telluride recently to share their positions and garner support, volunteers and funds, from primary voters. The Beat Bobert Barbecue was part rally, part meet and greet with a side of summer concert. Nine Democrats are currently vying to win the nomination for the 3rd Congressional District. And while they all have the similar goal of defeating Representative Bobert at the ballot box next year, they also bring their own flair. Debbie Burnett is a veterinarian, small business owner, and hospital physical therapist. She says the election is about bringing the rural voice to Washington, D.C., she wants to fight for working-class families who are, quote, surviving but not thriving. I know that we need to fix our crumbling infrastructure, our crumbling roads, because I drive them 40,000 miles a year. I know we need to fix our health care system. I see it every single time I go to work at the hospital. And I know that infrastructure needs to include rural broadband. And I know that we must tackle our climate crisis the existential crisis that we are facing right now. And we must make our communities drought resilient. My husband and I, we own a small hay baling business. And one more year of drought and we will probably go under. And that's the story up and down the district. Colin Wilhelm, a former state house candidate and criminal defense attorney, shares similar concerns when it comes to health care and the environment. But he says the first step needs to be getting a Democrat in office. And the only way to do that, in my opinion, is to find the most electable candidate out there who can appeal to the moderate Republicans and take us over that hump. And I think I'm that because in my past elections, I've turned an R plus 21 district into an R plus 7. And that has allowed me to make a lot of friends in the moderate Republican Party. And they were willing to work with us if we have the right person for them to vote for. For Kelly Rhodes, a human services worker, it's about reaching across the aisle. When we find the common ground, we find peace, and then all these other issues get solved. Families fight over the same issues we're fighting over now. You know, food and housing and, and safety and dignity and all of the things we're, we're fighting over now. When a family is together, they can solve all the problems. They, they seem to solve themselves. When we're divided, those problems feel insurmountable. But Cole Berger, a fifth-generation Coloradan and democracy activist, says Coloradans need to work towards systemic change. We are living right now through a situation where institutions that were built to create prosperity and did create prosperity, wild prosperity, um, in the 20th century are not working right now. Right? And so I think that our democracy, the hatred and the fear that Bobert represents, um, she's a symptom right, of, of larger failings where we're not doing the job and our government and our policies are not doing the job of addressing concerns of everyday people. State Senator Carrie Donovan was not in attendance at the event, but shared a video message with supporters. She says she wants to bring her experience from the state capitol to the nation's capital. I run my family's ranch just down the road from Vail, halfway between Wolcott and Edwards, as well as serving in the state Senate as the current president pro tem, where I fought on issues like broadband, rural economic development, 
and lowering the cost of healthcare. I also chair the Agricultural Committee as well as the Water Interim Resource Review Committee. And so we'll take that knowledge with me to D.C. as your Congresswoman. Nazia Enam Adil, Susan Martinez, Sol Sandoval, and Donald Valdez are also running to win the nomination. However, they were not in attendance at the event. The 2022 Democratic primary will take place in June next year. When it comes to environmental problems, trying to make a difference can feel daunting. But one Telluride teen is up for the challenge. KOTO's Matt Hoysh has more. In 2019, a Lacanau, a student at Telluride High School, climbed Mount Whitney in California. She was with a group of other teens, but says unlike her, they were mostly from big cities. They were just like blown away when the sky got clear and the smog like lifted and just seeing like nature firsthand. And I was also very impressed by the nature we were walking through, but I live in nature. Seeing their reaction, she says, was eye-opening. I always knew I was lucky to grow up in Telluride, but it wasn't until that experience that I was like, wow, my lifestyle growing up is very unique and special compared to everyone else's. Kay now wanted to give back to the natural world that she realized she had taken for granted. That was the seed that grew into seas of trees. A nonprofit, Kay now runs with her family to raise money to plant trees with young people. She was inspired, she says, by how many trees there are in the Telluride area. I've done a lot of traveling in my life, and there's definitely places where there are way more people than trees. So I think I'm very lucky to grow up in a place with more trees than people, and I kind of want to give that experience to other people, even if that's just providing a few more trees for their community. Kaynow says they've planted over 2,000 trees throughout the Telluride region and around the world. We've worked with a group of students in Kathmandu, Nepal at an all-girls school. So they'll, the trees they planted are fruit trees, so they'll have fruit in the next few years to use as snacks at their school. And then in um, Lake Atitlan, Guatemala, we planted trees with teens down there to reforest a hillside that got taken out by like a landslide. Recently, Kaynow's work received national recognition. She was one of the winners of the 2021 President's Environmental Youth Award, presented by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the White House Council on Economic Quality. The award recognizes outstanding community-level environmental projects by young people that promote awareness of natural resources and encourage positive community involvement. Kanow says she applied on a whim and didn't think she would win. But now that she has, she says the award has just made her want to make a bigger impact. And moving forward, I just want to work with more kids, plant more trees, and like kind of create that, in, that stewardship with younger students so that they can grow up feeling connected to the environment because we're pretty much the last generation that can help reverse climate change. Now a high school senior, Kaynow says her hope is to get to 10,000 trees. Give a man a fish he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish he helps preserve native fish species downstream. This year's Ridgeway State Park Smallmouth Bass Tournament was a success. According to Colorado Parks and Wildlife, only 25 anglers participated in the tournament this year. That's down from 80 in 2019. But even with that, those anglers caught nearly 1,700 fish. 
up over 200 from 2019. CPW hosts the tournament each year to help reduce the number of non-native fish and in turn reduce the chance they damage native fish in downstream rivers. The department notes smallmouth bass were illegally introduced into Ridgeway Reservoir over a decade ago. The fish are predators of native fish that live exclusively on the western slope. CPW says this year's tournament reduced the smallmouth bass population by roughly 65%. Chase Nicholson of Ure won the top prize of $5,000. He turned in 936 smallmouth bass. Lawrence Silwicks of Montrose came in second with 649. Don Turk won $500 for the largest fish at 15 and a half inches. A federal judge in Arizona has thrown out the Trump administration's changes to the Clean Water Act. As KUNC's Alex Hager reports, that will limit development near wetlands and streams across the country. Protections are back for intermittent and ephemeral streams, the kind that only flow during rains or spring snowmelt, and the kind that may be increasingly common due to the effects of climate change. Melinda Casson is a lawyer with the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Project. She says river systems move like blood in the human body. You've got little veins that flow into big veins, and you need the whole system to be working. And it, and the same thing is true on the ground. We have more miles of ephemeral and then intermittent streams, which are the seasonal streams, than we have main stems. Kasson says conservationists were thrilled to hear news of the ruling, but there's still work to be done for more permanent definitions of what is protected. And industry groups are expected to challenge the decision in court. I'm Alex Hager. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for patchy smoke tonight with mostly clear skies and a low around 50 degrees. Saturday should be sunny during the day with mostly clear skies at night with patchy smoke. The high is near 70 degrees with a low in the mid-40s. Sunday expect sunny skies with a high around 70. Sunday night calls for clear skies with a low around 50. This has been the news for Friday, September 3rd. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 728-3206. KOTO News will be off on Monday, September 6th for the Labor Day holiday. We will be back with our regularly scheduled news programming on Tuesday. would like to thank everyone who has donated to Kodo during our summer fund drive. A huge thank you to David and Deborah Cohen, Stedman Bass, Jay Ferguson, Devin Wilson, Randy Mandel, Blair Miller, Colby Baxter, Isla Moore, Amy Gore, Joseph Hummel, Peter Dodge, Francis Eddy, Benjamin Newman, Frank Sands, Michael Barchas, Gary William Poole, Kay Simonson, Caleb Parker, Carrie Eisner, William Joseph Backus, David Fox, James Johnson, Cameron Barker, Matthew Davis, Catherine Eckholt, Stuart Allen, Jason Alexander, John Zumke, Clay Jones, Rachel and David Allen, Joe King, Kristen Quinn, Margaret Foley, Veronica Johnson, Estrella Woods, Scott and Pamela Bennett, and Catherine Davis. Thank you all so much. Thank you.